You want like a nice like hand massage? Yeah, that would be great. Hand yeah. massage. Do you remember we my... used to give each other what? 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 Huh? Were you gonna finish that sentence? No. <laughs> I'll finish something else though. Oh my god. Okay, back to uh, the hand regularly massages. scheduled programming. R O T A. Let, Let me present, present to you. you the Rotten Podcast. The Rotten Podcast. How do you want me to say it? Rotten. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, guys. Guess what? It is episode 14 on the 14th of February. Happy fucking Valentine's Day. What it's, a coincidence. Yeah, right? Our, it's got to be a good sign. It's a good sign. I feel I feel the love. I feel the do love. Do you feel the love? I do. Do you feel Valentine's love? Day is either a really good day for people or it's a really bad day for people. You totally just ignored my singing. I know. It was that on bad. On purpose. <laughs> Sorry, what were you saying? I was saying Valentine's Day is either really positive for some people mm -hmm. or it could be, you know, a negative thing. Hopefully. Could highlight the lack of love or it could uh, highlight no. the love that exists. If you're not exists. in a relationship, hopefully you have a lot of self-love. The yeah. worst thing you can do is have no self-love and then get into a relationship for love. It's very true. Yeah. I see that happen all the time. You think? Yeah, I think a lot of people are looking for love externally before they have enough love internally. Mm. You know, when you see someone who's kind of broken and they think that a partner or someone who would love them would give them what they need. Yeah, I, I think we're getting deep really fast, which is great. Yeah, because I mean, I always see this where people need to be in relationships for the right reasons. Mm -hmm. And I think you need to be in a good place to be in a healthy relationship. Oh, 100%. You can't have a healthy relationship if you're not healthy to yourself. Yeah. Which includes loving yourself. Absolutely. And I think that it is very classic and true, the saying of you can't love anyone else unless you love yourself. Hmm. I mean, I feel like a mother can love a child, but I guess, I don't know. You can't properly love someone unless you love yourself. I think that's yeah. the better way to say Absolutely. it. Absolutely. Because you can love like your dog and you don't love yourself you can love your child but you don't love yourself but you can you don't love them the best you could yeah if you loved yourself uh what are what are our plans for valentine's day this year sir because <laughs> i Wouldn't will like say i will say valentine's day is for the girls it really is and it shouldn't be <laughs> why not it should be celebrating love together it shouldn't mm, be one or the no. other yes no yes no 100 <laughs> percent well, what I is mean, your you idea? Like me to, you know what? It's really hard because your your birthday is so around, so close to Valentine's Day that like it just feels all about you, you know? 
Eh, that's a cop out. Mm, that's you just wanting to celebrate. That's ten yourself. days after my birthday. Plus, I never want my birthday to be you know An a big. Thing. Yeah, definitely not. Which, by the way, I had an incredible birthday thanks to you. You, you did? made me feel so special. That was one of the best birthdays I've ever had. I wasn't sure because it was probably the least extravagant birthday I've done for you. Well, that's why I... You just loved Well, it first more. of all, we're going to Hawaii. You're taking me to Hawaii that's as a birthday true. gift. So that's beyond extravagant. And we're more, more than I wanted. Yes. And I had to fight you on that because I'm just partly not comfortable taking... A trip like big that. Big gifts. Not even the trip, just the gifts in general. You need to get used to... I know you've been like this since I've met you. You are so unused to getting extravagant big gifts and you don't know how to act. And I think you need to understand you deserve it. I wouldn't give you a big gift if you didn't deserve it. And it's also for me. Well, yeah, the trip <laughs> for sure. But in general, I just don't need a lot for my birthday. Yeah. You know, you were talking about it for the whole week. It's your birthday week. It's your birthday weekend. Mm -hmm. I'm like, my birthday is only one day. It doesn't need to be any longer anymore. Even on Sunday night after my birthday, mm -hmm. I'm like, what would you like me to cook for you? And you're like, it's your birthday weekend. I was planning. And I'm like, you've done more than enough. <laughs> we can end the birthday activities, please. You know what? One thing we didn't do that I was planning on doing, we didn't take our little hike. Matt got a tattoo last week, and so he's not. Well, able I wanted to, to go on a walk. Oh, I was so down for a walk, but Matt was starving. True. So he was like, let's skip the walk and just get food. <laughs> True. Um, but yeah, it was a great birthday. So thank you so much. You, The cake you made was incredible. Oh, I slaved you away. You slaved on that. away on a chocolate mousse cake. Mm -hmm. And you tried it and you discarded it really quick, but we ended up eating it all <laughs> the rest of the weekend because it was so good. What did you call me? You called me. I'm a very confident person, but when it comes to like my cooking and baking oh, skills. Oh, like an insecure chef. Yes. I need people to be like, wow, this is like the best thing ever. And if they don't say that, then I'm like, oh, it was bad. I think everyone's like that with cooking. Yeah. It's such a um, vulnerable thing to do, at least for me or how I see it. And especially since my mom shows her love by cooking and I know how much she wants words of affirmation that it's like, if I don't get that because I'm so used to giving it to people who cook for me that I'm like, well, it's kind of embarrassing giving like someone it? food that's bad. You know, yeah. most people are a little insecure about their cooking or they they definitely need that affirmation for sure. Yes. Yes. And we went to an incredible, oh, holy yeah. shit, <laughs> restaurant. You didn't even want to go to it at first. You're like, I'm so full. Like, I don't need more food. You know, what's funny is I woke up on my birthday and the mm -hmm. first thought I had was, I don't want to go out tonight. I just want to stay inside. Like, I don't even want to deal with parking and stuff. It just sounds so nice to relax at home and watch something on the couch and just pick what up food or order. Night? Yeah, that's what I like to do. And then I had the then I had the thought, I'm like, damn, now I'm getting old. If, the, if I'm literally not wanting to go out solely for the fact of having to park and schlep myself around, I'm like, damn, you this is why old. people are... This is what happens when you get old. I feel like we're homebodies in different senses because I would love to go out to dinners and stuff, but you would rather stay home versus you would like to do hikes and walks and I'd love to stay home instead. Physically, homebody. I think you're physically not a homebody and I'm like foodie wise, not a home. Does that make sense? I feel like I'm not. I don't know if sense. that's even accurate. I would love to go out to dinners. I'd love to go out time. to dinner as well. But you just said I want, I'd rather stay home and not eat out. Well, I said that because we went out the night before. Oh. And then we went out for lunch. That's fine. See, I would, I'd love to go out for every meal. Yeah, no, all that I'm saying is I do love to go out to dinners, but we went out the night before and then we went to lunch. So I'm like, you know. 
I'd I mean, rather I would stay say, in. I would say out of like the social things, you are less likely to say yes to a social thing than I am. Like if my That's friends true. invite me out, I'm like, hell yeah. If your That's friends true. invite you, like, mm, yeah. I gotta do work. I gotta do this. I gotta do yeah. X, Y, Z. That's true. Yeah. So we are. I love going to, I way. love going out to dinner though. That's one of my favorite things to do. Either way, we went to Odium. If you guys don't know what Odium is, because it's only in LA, a really famous chef that was on Final Table on Netflix is the person who made the entire like menu. And I'm not kidding when I say that food was delicious. It was so mind-blowingly good. We looked at each other and we're like, <laughs> holy crap. Let There's me different tell you. levels to it. Yes. Takes a little bit of time, age, and money. To really start enjoying good food. I mean, you don't need any of those things, but at least for myself, yes. you know, as I'm getting older and older and being able to afford dinners, I enjoy <laughs> good food so much. Could you have imagined like six, seven years ago spending $200 on a dinner and being like, oh, whatever. I knew that I always wanted to get to that place, yeah. but I, well, once we started dating, yes. But before that, no. Like when I see Andrew, my younger brother, being very frivolous with his money about eating out it makes sense you know when you're younger you don't really value that maybe as much I mean I think it, it depends on the person I don't think that's Andrew true. is much of a foodie that's why yeah. but I remember being at his age 21 22 I would eat at sugar fish and we would go to like I would go to nice restaurants at that age but also I got used to it because when I was interviewing for like Deloitte and KPMG and also when I was like interning at like a finance firm that's I got used to that palette because yeah. they would take us out to dinners and pay for it. And we're like, okay, well, like, let me just order like almost the most expensive thing on the menu. You never ordered the most expensive thing, but like almost the most expensive thing. Cause it's just a bad look. That's how you. they, that's how they hook you into those jobs yes. and that lifestyle. Yeah. You, you literally give up your twenties, but you get to eat good food. You know, when you want to order the most expensive thing, mm -hmm. well, have you ever been in that situation where you want what you want, but you don't want the other person to feel like you're spending a bunch of money, but you're also like, well, I, I I'm down to pay for this myself. What do you mean? Like, let's say you want the steak. Okay. You don't want to be offensive by getting the steak. Oh, like if if you know I'm paying for the meal because it's like your birthday Yeah, let's dinner. not even say you, for example, okay. like a friend, right? Or whatever. We're going out and they're taking care of the bill. Oh, it's such a bad look. You don't yeah. do that. You don't but do part that. of me is just like, I, I'll pay for it. I don't care. But then it's a weird conversation to have because then you're like, can I just pay for the steak? <laughs> it's a weird look. It's no, you just don't do that. Yeah. And true. if you do do that, know that I'm secretly judging you hardcore. Yeah. Actually, like not even low key, high key fucking judging you. If true. you're ordering the most expensive thing on the menu. True. And you know that like someone else is paying for it. Absolutely. Yes. Just, but I will say. <laughs> yeah. I think we have done this before. I haven't, but I know you and Jeremy once did this when um we went out to Lauren and Mia's birthday dinner that Remy and I had planned because the the restaurant was comping it and you guys did order like the most expensive whiskeys on the menu. Passively ordering glasses of Johnny Walker Blue Label just to spite them for taking long. Oh my God, they made us wait an hour when like we had our reservations set and- God forbid I, a group of influencers no, has to wait. No, not only on top of that, us making us wait, there was just way more to it. They had us do a lot of things to get this comped. Oh yeah. And so yeah. it was just like, okay, like at least at the very least, if you're expecting us to be professional, you should also be professional and have us yeah. sit at the same time. Versus like Remy and I would have more than been happy to pay for everything. Yeah, it's like you guys would have rather paid and exactly. had a table rather than being Wait in this in between where you have to make content for them and then 
we're waiting an hour, but and they didn't have a place for us to even sit. So we're standing around at the front for yeah. over an hour. We couldn't even get drinks. I will say the yeah. food ended up being really, really good though. Influencers in the wild. Yeah, that place was amazing. Yes. Really good we Mexican We should actually food. go back there. Yeah. Even Super though bomb. they made us wait so damn long. And I, I genuinely, I didn't order anything expensive for myself, but I remember yeah. when you and I didn't judge you guys at all because I knew you guys were annoyed, but like at any other reason or any other situation, I'd be like, what are they doing? Back to Valentine's Day and dating. Okay. Do you think it's a power move or a bad move? Because you're saying never order the most expensive thing on the menu. But let's say you're on a first date. If I took you out for the first date and you ordered the most expensive thing, there's either two ways that would go. It would either go, damn, okay, I got to keep up. Like she's she's sending a signal here. Or the second thing would be, the hell? <laughs> Okay, so like I could only see myself doing this in a situation where I didn't care for the guy and the guy was being like, yeah, like I make so much money, blah, 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 blah. Like if he was like being such an like a toxic alpha, like masculine type guy and he was like, yeah, like dinner's on me. I can handle this, whatever. I'd be like, all right, bet. Let's go. Yeah, if he was being pretentious. Yes, yes. Then it's like, all right, it's time to show up. All right. You want to be pretentious? Then I'm going to order the most expensive shit. I know. Talk to the talk. Walk the walk. What is it? Yeah. Walk the talk. Talk the walk. What's the say? Walk the talk. Talk the walk. <laughs> no, it's walk the talk. Walk the talk. Yes. Yes. Mean what you say. Say what you mean. Nah, that's a better way to say it. There you go. Um, I was just saying going on a first date with someone, would it be a crazy look yes. to order the most expensive thing? Or is there any power in that? I guess it depends on like what Because I'm sure of- people do that. Oh, 100%. Like testing the waters. But then you're just starting off on a bad foot because you're playing games. And that, you know, is never the right way to enter any form of relationship, even a friendship. What for you is the best Valentine's Day experience? Because from the guy perspective, I feel like going out for dinner on Valentine's Day is kind of a really shitty experience. For who? Well, maybe it's just for the guy, but there's all these preset menus that are super expensive. The food isn't really ever that great. And you end up spending so much money on just like a subpar thing. You don't really get maybe the, as much of a choice. Mm. Like it's so overhyped. And you, I hate you, prefix p- menus. Yeah. yeah. All good restaurants are you prefix. Think? What do you mean? I think I know. Oh, where are we going this Valentine's Day? Don't worry about it. Oh, because you don't have any plans. That's not true. That's, you say that shit when you don't have plans. That's plan. not true. All right. Pinky promise. I'm not pinky promising. That's shit. what I fucking thought. <laughs> I'm not pinky you know, promising. Baby, Valentine's Day is like in like five days. So I know. No plans. We have plans. Stop it. Pinky promise. Pinky promise. There's plans being made. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's it's totally fine. I I only booked your Odium restaurant dinner reservation like weeks in advance, but that's okay. We're also gonna be in Hawaii. We're going the to next Hawaii day. the next day. Anyways, backing up. <laughs> okay. More importantly, the question I was asking. For you specifically, and maybe answer it in a general sense for what you think women love about Valentine's Day or the perfect Valentine's date. Oh, the perfect Valentine's Day is waking up and having balloons and flowers and chocolate. I'm writing this down. Okay. Okay. Um, a nice couple's massage would be really fun or a little cute picnic on the beach um, and definitely dinner to end of the night and then a definitely a little like maybe give me some lingerie if you want some action mm. uh if you don't give me lingerie no guarantee of action 
also no guarantee of action either, even if I got lingerie. That's bullshit. <laughs> but I, I would say like maybe a little bit of action is kind of expected for the other party who put in all the effort. Mm -hmm. So that's the benefit for the male in mm -hmm. the situation is that you get action. Good to know. Yeah. Okay. Now, how much action and how how um, quality that action is depends on how quality the day is. That's true. So you're saying you want to be, you want to rise like a queen with flowers and balloons and no. Um, I I think that's most girls. For me, I would just love like a cute little breakfast in bed, um, a Valentine's Day card, and just like intimate quality time together mm -hmm. and dinner because I love food. Yeah. Oh, and boba. Boba. Just and keep boba. adding. Just the list keeps getting bigger How about, and bigger. Okay, take out the chocolates. Take out the flowers. Just go to go to boba, guys. Get me some boba. Would you be upset if you didn't get flowers? Um, are flowers for you or for they, are they for the world? Meaning, do you actually care for the flowers or do you only care to show that you got flowers to show that you're loved? And that's a genuine question. Sorry. Because I, I, I think I have the answer um, based on the smirk you gave when I said that. <laughs> Okay, I genuinely think flowers are pretty, but at the same time, I do think they're a little bit, I feel genuinely bad now that I've realized how much they are. Before, when I thought flowers for like a nice bouquet was like 60, 80 bucks, I was like, oh, like this is like really nice and they're so beautiful. Which they are, but they aren't on Valentine's Day. Yes, on Lauren's birthday last year, I think I spent $200 on her bouquet and it looked so tiny when she sent me a photo of it. I was like... I spent $200 on this thing. Like, why is it so fucking tiny? That hap That's happened to me for sure. And so I was like, okay, now that I know how much they are and they only last a week, I'd rather you spend the money on forever flowers that last a year that are beautiful or literally take me to a nice dinner or give me a $200 gift card to Boba Guys. But either way, $200 needs to be spent. In <laughs> <laughs> including including the, with meal. the meal. Which is pretty solid. Okay, for a meal, mm -hmm. if... if Valentine's Day was a day for you. What would you want a girl to do for you or me? Not a girl, but me. That's a good question. I never thought about it. I never thought it was an option. Um, <laughs> well, on our anniversary Maybe day, you like it to be like for us, not just Yeah, me. that's true. That's a good distinction, actually. Anniversaries, both parties. Mm -hmm. I think I was actually thinking anniversary when I said that. Okay. I think Valentine's Day is about embracing you my female oh, partner and i, I don't and i don't expect anything that. maybe i do expect like a card or maybe a little chocolate okay. or something like that all right I, that's, doable. that's doable a little something but anniversary a little that's lingerie. something Should i buy you lingerie like a no. candy thong that no <laughs> you don't want me to eat the candy thong off of your body anyways <laughs> um but anniversaries i think are supposed to be at least in my opinion celebrating the love together but yeah so i guess for me the perfect valentine's day would be i don't know just yeah spending quality time together having a normal day but then making the night be more romantic you know doing some um sexy, sexy time with the candy and just mom. making you feel loved and you know appreciated you want like a nice like hand massage yeah that would be great hand uh, massage on remember we my... used to give each other what what Huh? Were you going to finish that sentence? No. <laughs> I'll finish something else, though. Oh, my God. Okay. Back to uh, the Hand regularly massages. scheduled <laughs> programming. Um, okay. So, Matt needs card, need chocolate, a little intimate time. Yeah. And I don't need anything. I just need you to... You know what? Actually, you know what I need? You to be on your best behavior. Shut the hell up. 
Shut the hell up. Yeah, that's so mean. <laughs> I'm always on my best behavior. Well, either way, um, we have a really, really special Valentine's Day podcast special. Yeah, what do we got? We have asked the viewers, aka the Rottens, the Rotties. What do we call the Rotten viewers? Rotten eggs, eggs, eggies. I mean, I we can know. call them eggies. <laughs> Little eggies. Maybe you know we can we ask them at the end of the episode. You know who what we call eggies? Theo. Theo's little egghead. Yeah. Which, also, by the way, Theo is in great, great health, and I'm just so happy and excited. Those of you you can't see, but right now he's in a downstay, laying right in front of us, um, being a really good boy. Zoe has been in boarding right now, and I genuinely miss her so freaking much. She is not with us, will not be with us until March 5th or 6th. Mm -hmm. And I'm literally, I don't know what to do with myself. Like we cuddle at night. Like I have so much time now. I so badly want to text Miles and be like, where are the photos? But I'm going to be respectful and just like not try to bother him and allow him to be the military surgeon to our daughter. But either way, I ended up drastically changing the subject by saying Theo is an egghead because we're talking about what to call our rotten army. Uh, rotten army? Army? I, I don't know. Either way, um, I asked you guys on Instagram to submit us questions, advice, tips about relationships, love, our relationship, whatever. And I think we should get into it. So this episode is going to be all about love, baby. We have a strong, strong first good question. Are you okay with your partner watching corn? You know what corn means. Yes. <laughs> and the answer is yes. I am totally fine with that. Well, there is conflicting belief on people thinking that it's really unhealthy mm -hmm. um, because of the stimulation. It sets unrealistic expectations. It creates anxiety. But I think it's totally fine and healthy, at least for now. I could see why people go through periods of like purging themselves from porn if it becomes unhealthy for them. What's mentally? Porn? You mean corn? corn i i've always believed it's healthy to watch corn just because you know sometimes you need to release without the other partner if the other partner doesn't care to release with you or you know you don't care to be intimate with your partner at that moment you know corn is a great way to have that release without putting pressure on your partner to do that for you mm -hmm. um i agree with that but i do think there is a difference between watching healthy corn and like very unhealthy corn where you bring it to the bedroom and you think it's okay to like do these acts on your partner that are like not politically correct i guess to say but i i do think it's healthy to watch corn um and i do think it's important to have this conversation with your significant other before this becomes like a massive topic it's very taboo i think people have a hard time talking about it in general yeah let alone with their partner i think the only times i would maybe have an issue with corn is if like you're also following the corn stars on instagram and like fantasizing about them or if you're like dming them on like only fans like i could see it being a really negative thing if you're choosing that over having intimate moments oh yeah like if you're shutting your partner down and then you go sneak off and you know watch corn. masturbate and, and watch it mm -hmm. that would be really unhealthy because then you're starting to build a relationship with it where it's taking care of that that need mm -hmm. yeah yeah what sorry i was gonna say i don't think it's okay to like be on corn sites where you're like messaging girls or watching their live streams that's it feels a little bit more intimate than so like, like only fans what is your stance on only fans i mean i think it's totally fine i i mean i have a friend that's on only fans so i completely support her i think it would be really weird though if you were like dming only fan people and having that like relationship with them because that's way different than watching it or like visually seeing mm -hmm. it but interacting with the actual okay not people. interacting but 
subscribing to someone and paying them monthly. Are you subscribed to, do you pay for corn? No. I do. Cause I have, I'm subs- subscribed to my friends only fans. Um, and that's the only one I'm like subscribed to or pay for, <laughs> but I don't see a problem with only fans, but I've never, let's, let's turn. The I tables. wouldn't, I wouldn't have an issue with it. However, I think there is a different relationship between going on a, a site versus subscribing to someone. Cause it feels so much more intimate that you're paying this human being yeah. to watch their content and then you're taking care of yourself. So it's like, there's a little bit more to it, Yeah. but I have no problem. I have no, I don't think there's anything negative about only fans. I think that it is different from a, a regular site. You know, because there is that extra step. It's a different relationship than watching like free sites, right? Yeah. Paying for it and then like having this person notice you because if you're subscribed to them and you probably like their stuff and you probably comment here and there, they probably like. Is that, that's like, honestly, I do not know anything about. Just Instagram, but like for like. Oh, so you have like a, oh, that makes sense. Yeah. So you can comment, you can like, you can tip them. People have menus where it's like, if you want to DM me, it's $5. Or if you want me to rate your like. That's wild. Your eggplant, 20 bucks for me to (laughs) rate it. Which I am so for males, females having OnlyFans and like making their bags that way. Like it's so cool that they can take ownership over their own body versus I feel like, oh my God, our dog Theo is barking in the sleep. I feel like- so precious. And so cute. We're talking about something so far from innocent and that is so innocent. That is so innocent. Either way, what I was trying to get at was that I think when you're in the corn industry, there are like producers and directors that take advantage of you. So I love the fact that you can take ownership. Yeah of your own body videos, everything. So Absolutely. I'm all for it. But I, I do think it's odd that I think the number one OnlyFans person was the Catch Me Outside girl. And it was the day she turned 18 where she made like a million dollars in like four minutes or something. And it's wow. like, wow, all these people who are way older than That's her. That's Bad Barbie, right? Is that how you yeah, say Yeah, yeah, yeah. The other weird thing is her photos that she had up were taken when she was like 17 because she released it when she was 18 years old yeah it's not like that content was filmed and and shot on that day yeah so that was like another weird thing that i was like wait that doesn't seem right all right next question tips for a clingy partner our time versus me time Ooh, that's a tough one i know i was thinking about this too this is actually a great question but it's a little bit more nuanced i definitely think you need to have moments where you can be away from your partner and have me time um, and I think a partner that doesn't understand that is probably not the healthiest partner if they want to do everything together and doesn't understand that you want to be by yourself. Yeah, it is a tough situation to navigate. And I think all couples are probably going to go through and experience that balance of having time together versus time apart. And I know for us personally, I guess we could speak on it. You know, there are times where one of us will be frustrated that we're not getting enough time or quality time. But for the most part, we have a pretty healthy balance where we ex- we respect each other's boundaries for what that me time is. And I think maybe the nuance in this question is what are they spending their me time doing and what yeah. are the reasons that they want to spend alone time? I do think alone time is very, very healthy and everyone needs to fill their cup independently. And again, back to what we originally said, you have to have that self-love in order to give healthy love. So if you're not able to love yourself and prioritize your own time and what fulfills you and be aware of that, then you're never going to be fully happy. And so you're always going to be expecting another that your partner to make you happy. 
and maybe that's why there is a there is an unhealthy balance going on. I also think you know cleanliness goes in waves. Where like at one point, because you need more love, you feel a little bit more clean to the other person, mm-hmm. and then it vice versa. When you feel like you're you have enough love and you feel appreciated, you're probably not as clingy. I almost think clinginess. There's like an underlying thing that's going on in the relationship if you're feeling like you're not getting enough. So that's yeah. why you're kind of feeling like you're being the clingy one or vice right. versa. So I think that either comes from you lacking something within yourself or your partner is lacking something for you that that needs to be fulfilled either way. Yeah. And as you learn more about yourself and really dig a little bit deeper, you can figure out where that balance lies. Because, for example, if I'm expecting time more time with you and you're and it's an unhealthy amount and you're not you're wanting to have your alone time that is going to be unhealthy and then the alternative would be if you're not giving me enough now when you go and you do your own thing and you're not fulfilling me as a partner I'm going to be upset and be more clingy to you yeah I noticed that if I feel like Matt is taking me for granted or I don't feel appreciated. I'm a little more clingy. I'm like, I want to hang out with him more to feel like that Mm -hmm. sense of love again. But I definitely think you need you time. I need me time. I've been in relationships with women that have been way clingier than you. And so I have experienced that. And I can understand both sides why my partner in the past was a little bit more clingy I was like going through things. I was growing and learning and wanting my independence. Mm -hmm. And she was still trying to figure that out and lacked her own independence. So there was not a healthy balance between those things because the time I was taking for myself was always used at the expense of her. Love in your 20s is, you know, a tough thing that all of us, you're about to be out of your 30s or out of your 20s. Oh my God, out of my 30s? I know, I'm that's crazy. still in my 20s, sir. No, but you're about to be out of your 20s, so we're like out of our 20s pretty much, right? Yeah. And I think that when you go through your 20s and you're dating, it is such an interesting time where you are trying to identify who you are. And that's why relationships are very difficult and weird because are you going to marry someone? That I never you- found relationships weird though in my 20s. Not weird. When you're in your early 20s and things get serious and you get more serious and become more of an adult, you're in that weird position where are you going to marry this person? You know, everyone kind of has this timeline yeah. in their heads. One of the things that I love so much about you and I was drawn to, Talk to me about was how independent you were and comfortable with yourself, spending your own time to edit, having your own things going on. And I think to bring it back to the question, if you have a strong sense of self, a healthy balance in your life, whether it be friends, a support system, and a career that you're passionate about or something you're passionate about that's giving you love, you're not going to need that love from your partner. And that's one of the things that I was most drawn to was I don't have to feel that me making music comes at the expense of your of our relationship because you get it. You'll be editing. You'll tell me on a Friday night, hey, I need to edit tonight. And now I'm sometimes the one like, damn, I thought we were going to spend time together. <laughs> but then I'm like, sweet, I can go work yeah. and vice versa. It's Saturday night and I could say, hey, I'm working tonight and it's just respected. The boundaries are respected. And I think that comes with maturity that comes with knowing who you are. And that comes with really having love for yourself, because if you love yourself, then you're able to give it outwards. I definitely think we have a healthy balance of sometimes I feel clingy. Sometimes you feel clingy. Sometimes we're like, Oh, like we're, we're actually great. But I hate the fact that like your ex ever made you feel guilty for 
working on your future and i would never ever want you to feel guilty for yeah. making music or absolutely working on music and if you ever made me feel that way i would be like all right peace we're yeah. done because our my future is our future so if i'm doing this for our future you would, yeah you should be thankful or absolutely that's exactly how i felt i could never tell someone hey don't do the thing that you love or that you're passionate about like that's just a lack within that person, yeah. you know, and I have nothing but love and hope that, you know, that person is, has enough love to, you know. And I will say that like dating someone who is successful, especially as girls, you know, like we joke around about being like, I want a sugar daddy and stuff like that. There is, there are some things you can't handle being with someone that makes a lot of money. If you can't handle not having quality time with your significant other, but you're dating someone that's super successful, you have to realize that what you're going to get from that relationship is a, a man or a, a female, depending on who you're dating, someone that is so busy that they can't, they can't spend that time with you. They're going to give you like maybe an Hermes Birkin, right? They'll give you the Chanel bags. But if you're not Sounds happy so with those sad. things, you're not going to get that quality time because to be a successful person, you're typically a very busy person. So it's almost that balance of like, okay, like what does your lifestyle look like? And what do you want your lifestyle of your man to look like? And then going from there, because if your, your guy is super ambitious, but doesn't make a lot of money now, but is so busy and you want him to make more money, but you refuse to let him work. Yep. Where it's, is the future? Yep. Exactly. Where is the future? Exactly. That's why you learn so much by being in relationships. I think we have this false narrative that we need to be single in our 20s and, uh, you know, as we're in our late teens. But actually, you learn the most about yourself when you're in relationships. The people that have had the most relationships and have been in committed relationships throughout their 20s find happier partners in life in general because it really takes being with someone for a long period of time to learn about yourself and learn what you need in another partner. But if you're just going around and you're being single, you're not in very serious, committed relationships, then there's only so much you're going to learn about who your partner is. I think there's a truth to that. But also at the same time, I think there is a truth about being in your 20s and staying single and learning about yourself that way. Because you can learn about yourself being single. But how much can you learn if you want to stay single? Well, <clears> if you <throat> want to have self-love, if you're trying yeah. to like figure out who you are as a person. It's so mm -hmm. much easier to figure out who you are when you don't have someone to come home to, to rely on, to but, be your emotional crutch yeah. and things like that. I don't know if I agree. Yeah. I mean, I've never been single more than like six months in my 20s, so I could not tell well, you. Well, the reason that I'm saying that is because imagine being single and you think you know what you want until you get it and then you realize that you actually want different qualities in a partner. Oh, I mean, I guess I, I think I heard your question wrong or your statement wrong where I was just saying it in the sense of finding out who you are, not finding out who you want your partner to be. Mm. But I do see them as kind of the same thing almost because I don't know. I just feel like you learn a lot by being in relationships. Yeah. You realize what things you value about yourself. You learn about your emotions. You're put in situations where you have to either defend so you feel, your personality. Like you, were, you were actually single for two years before you met me. So mm -hmm. do you, do you feel like you had more growth being with me or while you were single? Oh, with you. Okay. Well, for, sure. for me, I can't relate to this statement at yeah. all because I don't know the other side of it. Yeah. 
I think there's things you learn being single and focusing on yourself, but then there's a lot that you learn being with someone because, and I learned throughout that process that you learn the most with responsibility. Mm. Responsibility is really what makes you learn and grow as a person. When you have to show up for someone, when you have to, when you have things for someone else, there's so much that you learn about yourself. I mean, I guess it depends with what. My boyfriend told me he loves me, but doesn't find me that attractive. And he thinks I should lose 10 pounds. Do you think I should break up with him? Ooh, that's tough. <sighs> it's so hard to say, like, break up with him because I don't know what your guys' relationship looks like. It's such a short, short question. But I do think that it is not healthy for a significant other to point out things the other person's insecure about. Yeah, I agree. So, like, Unless it is a very serious health concern. That's where I think it does get tricky with weight. But 10 pounds is not a health concern. Yeah, girl, just break up with him if he thinks you need to lose yeah. 10 pounds. Huh? That's got to create a weird dynamic. He shouldn't have stipulations on how she looks over 10 pounds. She should have the freedom to go through whatever she needs to go through and be at the weight that she feels is healthy and comfortable for herself. Yeah, I agree. I think... Um, Break up with a dude. Break up with him. Have you ever questioned being with your husband slash significant other? Tips to get through those moments where you feel like you just don't like them. <laughs> Want to start us off? I mean, I think it's very natural to have feelings of like, is this a person I want to be with? Because I think it's very natural for human beings to look at the grass is greener on the other side. So I think this is such a natural way to think about things. I mean, I'm sure you've looked at me doing something being like, I really, what, what, why do I even like her? You know, yeah, without you, a doubt, you get so angry at me. You're like, why am I with this person? Or you fart. And I'm like, why am I with this guy that just well, farts? Well, if it's farting, like, come seven, on, come you on. got a low They're threshold. Stinky. Wow. Um, <laughs> I will say that, you know, it's very natural to develop icks for your partner. Um, and that definitely comes to tell. time. Yeah, I mean, you have. I know you have plenty of icks about me. I don't think icks is what the question is. It's more about... Being with your husband. Yeah. Tips to get through those moments. I think, actually, this helped me, was writing down a list of only the positives. You don't do a pros and cons list. You just do a pros list. And you just actually genuinely think about the things that make you happy about your significant other. Mm -hmm. And... You know, there can be moments where you question it for good reason. So don't I think if you're going through life not questioning things that are very serious, then you need a you need a new take on life. You know, obviously you have a commitment, but it's natural to be questioning and wondering and working through different things, you know? Especially being in a committed long relationship, things change, you guys both grow, you go through different eras, you know? That's what we learned. We had a very lusty era, you know, oh and then there was God, new experiences of moving in together and then, you know, there's just so many different like and getting a dog. Yeah, relationships come in waves and you just have to learn that true love, it's not it it true love is so much deeper. It's not going to look the way that the movie's really painted out to be. It's sticking with someone. For me, and I'm, I can only say this from my personal experience, there have been plenty of times where I've questioned if I want to stay with Matt and I voiced it to Matt and we've had conversations about it. And I think if anything you're concerned about is serious enough, you should talk to your significant other so that they can either help you work through it because maybe it's something they can fix. Maybe it's something they can explain better. You know, those things, communication super, super healthy. But if it's like little things adding up that are like not anything big that you think he needs to change, it could just be 
You're just annoyed at him. Yeah. yeah you're that's annoying. That's normal to get annoyed mm-hmm. at people. And I will say it's normal to get sick of people that you're always spending time with. Yes. I mean, the amount of time we spend together is there's no other human being that I would be remotely this. But I love spending no, time with you. No, I, I do as well. But what I'm saying is if, for example, when we were working on, you know, the NFT project and all this stuff and we're spending countless days and time, of course, yeah. we're going to just be like getting annoyed and don't like each other because... There's no one I could spend. I can't even spend that much time with myself thinking and just, you know, like I get sick of myself sometimes. I get sick of myself. Okay. So what are some tips you think? Because my tip would be to write a pros list and just focus on the positives and talking to your significant other about maybe the things Mm -hmm. you're feeling. What would your tips be? Number one, recognizing that it's normal, it's okay. And then, yeah, because it comes down to being self-aware. A tip would be figuring out why you're feeling this, these feelings. Is it a red flag, right? Is it something that goes against what you actually want for your future? Or is this just a current situation that is really making you upset and is something that needs to be addressed and talked about? Because I think people get in these hardships or these fights or these situations And most of the time they're like, I don't want to deal with this. So we shouldn't be together because that's not what I want. Whereas a lot of times you have to work through things. That's what makes you grow stronger as a couple. So I think you have to recognize, is it something that is a red flag or is it just something you're kind of annoyed at? You don't like define what the real reason is that you're having these thoughts and this experience. That's actually a very, you know, healthy way to think about everything. I have a question for you, though. Mm -hmm. What is something you questioned in me? Because I feel like you haven't actually voiced it to me now that I think about it. Do you really want me to say? Is it how messy I am? No. Oh, okay. See, those are things that I get annoyed about, but yeah. that's not a deal breaker. Exactly. The, you know? These are things where like I question it, but it's just because it's annoying or something. And I like get over it in a couple of weeks. So give it some time. Yeah. You might get over it. Absolutely. But what are the things you haven't gotten over? It's not getting over. I think it's just working through like things that bother me are sometimes I feel you you get very reactive and frustrated very easily. You know, you'll jump to an emotion very quickly and hold on to it. Yeah. So I think processing emotions is definitely something where if that, you know, if it's not like you're working on yourself to improve those things, then yeah, that is a big deal. I think that's fair to say. Solid. Solid. I I can 100% agree to that. And I will say that you've gotten way more emotionally mature, processing your emotions, going through dealing with things that you probably have never dealt with in the past. And I can recognize that. And I see the growth that you've had, especially through therapy and stuff like that. For me, you know, it all stems from the fact that I think we grew up so differently. You were very used to talking about your emotions to Donna, which I absolutely love that she did with you. And And all my siblings. Exactly. We we always talk about our emotions all the time. It doesn't stop. Now I'm like, stop talking about emotions. I can't even have these conversations anymore. (laughs) I feel like, yeah, I feel like you've gotten to that point where you're like, can we just stop talking about our emotions so damn much? Um, And I didn't, I didn't grow up that way. I could see that for sure. And so for me, I didn't have the words to explain how I would feel. So for me, a lot of the times it would come out as frustration because if you can't show someone what you're thinking or feeling, the only emotion you can show is anger or frustration. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you can't say... Well, uh, I wouldn't say that you anyone jumps to anger or frustration if they don't know what they're feeling. I think that's your way of coping with it. No, I didn't say if I don't know what I'm feeling, if I can't explain how I'm feeling. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. If I can't, either if it's I don't feel comfortable enough to explain to you 
my thoughts and feelings because either I'm too scared you would get angry for me explaining how I would feel or you getting insecure about the things I'm bringing up to you, right? Because Mm -hmm. there's another person that I have to share those feelings with Yeah, that it makes me frustrated and angry if I can't be like, oh, like I can't even share this with Matt because he'll get angry at me or he'll Mm -hmm. get insecure or he'll get sad. So that's one way I show my anger and frustration. The other one is uh, I I know I'm feeling this way, but I don't even know how to put it into words how I'm feeling, Mm. right? So that's another way of like, uh, like I don't even know how, I know what I'm feeling, but I don't know how to explain how I feel. Yeah. Yeah. That's tough. But, but I think but in those moments, you don't experience those yeah, things. I don't experience that, fortunately. But again, it comes from my upbringing being different where my survival as a kid was trying to read my mom's emotion and learn more about her situation as she leaned on me through a lot of family Why do you experiences. Think you had to like learn your parents' emotions so much or at least your mother's. You don't um, have to get into it if it's uncomfortable for well, you I as don't, well. My mom just needed me growing mm-hmm. up emotionally. And I love like there's no one that I love more than my mom. And so I had to really learn early on how to support her and be emotionally mature to help her with her emotions. And that really just came out of uh, love and protection. She just needed, she needed me. And so that's why I feel like I learned to develop those skills really early on. And most of my siblings have as well in different ways, you know, some better than others, but it was out of survival. I felt as a kid to learn and be more aware emotionally and to be able to process things. Whereas for you, in your experiences, I think your survival mechanism was maybe shutting down and being independent and realizing that, or at least telling yourself that you don't need anybody else. And that helped you cope and survive and get to where you are. If, if someone does something wrong or does something to me, I'm going to shut down and I'm going to handle it all by myself and I'm not going to let anyone in. Because yeah. letting someone in and dealing with it with the other people is that would be putting you vulnerable that would put me in danger yeah that would put you you'd be in a very vulnerable situation by letting people in in relying on other people because most likely people yeah, have I mean, let also, you down i think yeah. it's also a cultural thing as well because mm-hmm. my yeah. parents and my when growing up i think i realized come to realize that when i got to college my asian friends acted way differently than my asian friends back home where we mm. all had the same type of parents in uh, the same way we kind of grew up where our parents didn't talk about our emotions our parents weren't super like physically intimate like giving us hugs and kisses like my mom compared to my friend's mom's were the most was the most physically intimate she would give me hugs and kisses but wouldn't share about her feelings if i I still to this day won't ask her how her day's going Mm. she's a very mysterious woman like i don't know a I don't know big details about her life and she's my mom Mm -hmm. and I'll ask her about it and she just, she won't share it. So for me, I've one, I I've come to realize that a lot of my independence and how I show my emotions is similar to her, but I've, I've also tried to work on it where I am more vulnerable. And with you, the first day I met you, I remember being like, I'm going to be very vulnerable with him and just share everything about my life because I don't want to have to hide anything because I don't want to bring up my ex, but with my ex, I didn't know much about his family and he didn't know much about mine. We just wouldn't talk about our families to one another. So he Mm -hmm. didn't know massive things in my family that were going on. And I didn't know massive things about his family that were going on. And we had known each other for five years at that point, which is crazy. That's wild. Yeah. Um, so I, it's something I definitely want to work on. It's definitely something that has caused issues with my friendships and relationships where people don't feel like I open up that often, but it is a lot harder for me to do it, but I mm-hmm. am actively and I have been actively trying to yeah, like, do you it. Yeah, have for sure. 
But it's also easy for me to feel shut down if someone doesn't give me the response I need in that moment where mm-hmm. then I'm like, okay, I don't want to bother this person with my problems. And then yeah. I'll just like stop talking about it. Mm-hmm. And then it'll take like a week for me to like feel comfortable enough to open mm-hmm. back up. I don't know. I'm fucking weird is what I realized. You're not weird. That's normal for people to shut down, especially more culturally the way that you were raised. It makes sense to not be discussing your emotions. You learned that we don't talk about those things. Yeah, it's like, it's seen as weakness a lot mm-hmm. of times. I can see that in some cultures it's the opposite and maybe Persian people for whatever reason, they seem like, Persian, I, I don't think I know any Persian. Really? People. Actually my friend Esma from college, but I, don't know her family dynamic at all. Yeah, there's like a few Persian people I know, and they are very rich in family and culture, and um, they seem like they lean into each other so much, and I love that. I hope that our future family is like leans in and shares our emotions. If it's anything like mine, then it will be. Yeah, but also I want to make sure that our kids grow up very independent as well. Yeah, there's a balance for sure. Yeah. Okay, how do you guys split your finances? actually like the way we split our finances i think it's like so healthy i mean pretty much okay so like when it comes to food matt and i take care of every other day so and i think it's like the cutest thing i love that we have this like down to a t it's not a big question it's like every other day either you have dinner or i have dinner and it's been this way for i don't know like at least three years at least three years Yeah. yeah ever since we started living together for sure yeah it's a good system mm-hmm. or it's a system that works for us that might not work for other people, but for us, it works really well with our lifestyle. Yeah. And I don't think it's, we, we don't always necessarily follow it to a T, No, but I would say we do a lot, like yes. 90% of the time it's to a T, like but it's for like your birthday. Of course, yeah, I don't expect it's like, you to, oh, it's your night, whatever, yeah, exactly. you know? Mm-hmm. And sometimes for me, at least, I think I do this more, but I'll be like, I don't care it's, if it's your night. I want to make this food or I don't care. Let's You're do like, this. Oh, it's expiring soon. Let me make this. Yeah. yeah. I, you know, I'll go off the path a little bit, but for the most part, it's a really good system because it creates, again, everything in relationships in general comes down to two things. Well, there's more and I don't know. <laughs> But <laughs> okay, let's hear I'm going to say expectations okay. and communication. Yes. Communication, huge. Expectations, I'm learning, is also huge. When it comes to our finances, this is great because sometimes I feel like, oh, I'm spending too much money this month. Let me like hold back on like ordering out. So then I can just cook us meals mm-hmm. or vice versa. If you're like, oh, I'm spending too much, let's, I want to cook a meal, right? Versus me. I'm like, oh, I actually want to go out to eat. Let's go out to eat. So I'll make sure it's on my days that I go out to eat. If I feel like I want to go outside and go to dinner mm-hmm. or order something that I've been really craving, mm-hmm. which is nice. So that's one way we split finances. Another way is we both pay rent. Well, no, you pay a mortgage. I pay rent. There's yeah. a big difference. And I think if it was the other <laughs> way around where you own the house and I paid rent, I would still pay rent. If you're not paying rent, then you're already setting yourself up for a bad situation. Even if someone, and we've heard situations maybe close to us where people weren't paying rent. You start having this feeling of not neglect, but resentment. I'm sure the other person's going to build up resentment. It's only inevitable. Yeah. And this is something I've learned as I've gotten older is that Everything's okay until it's not, meaning everything seems fine, but you also have to be self-aware about what you're doing because if you are skating by and not paying rent and your partner's okay with it, but like think about what's going to happen if your partner goes, hey, I was actually like not sure how to talk to you about that. You just have to be self-aware about what you're doing, even if it seems okay in the moment, 
You just have to know what the repercussion could be in the future because people often turn around and they say, hey, I was okay with it at a certain moment, but you never stepped up or, you know, changed things. And you always have to just be aware of that in relationships. So there's actually something that I had so much more respect for you that you did when we were discussing the payments for rent. So initially when Matt and I first decided that we were going to move in together and he was going to move into my house, Matt had asked like, how much do you want me to pay for rent? And I just said, okay, I would love if you paid how much you're paying right now. So like your expenses won't change at all because at the end of the day, it's just going to benefit me and my property taxes and my mortgage. Right. And I remember you told me the amount and I had told you straight up, I was like, that's totally fine. The only times I think I would feel a little bit of resentment towards you is if you made me remind you to pay me on time. And if you started waking, making way more money and didn't put that into your rent expenses, mm-hmm. right? And so I remember a few months had passed. Um, you were always paying on time. You've never actually, I think, missed maybe like a couple of days, but like I don't even check anymore because I know you're going to pay me either way. What made me really respect you was like maybe like seven or eight months later, you started paying more in rent without me even saying anything. You like upped it another $100 and then you've upped it, I think maybe like $300 since we first had this initial conversation which i think is so cool so um you know talking glad about to be finances, glad to be cool love you know, that talking about finances with your significant other one is so important and does not need to be scary at all yeah and it's something that i wished i talked more about with my ex because he didn't find out how much money i made until by the way i don't know if anyone knows this we started looking for a house together and thank god we didn't buy a house together but yeah. that was the only time we did and then he started resenting me because he realized how much money I made and I can Uh, tell he felt a certain way about it. That's tricky. Yeah. From what I remember you telling me, he didn't even necessarily believe in your career that it was a sustainable way to make money. I forgot about that. I completely forgot about that. And that's a way of being insecure and not supportive. I, oh my God, I totally forgot he made me feel that way where he really was like, This isn't going to last that long. That's an insecurity because... Guess what? And I'm 30 and it's still going strong, The money's still coming in. It's still coming in. Yeah. And I get why finances are hard to talk about. You know, like finances are always hard to talk about in your job, in your relationship, even in friendships. If someone owes you money or there's a weird situation or someone's not paying, you know, they owe you money from the night before or something. But just because it's uncomfortable doesn't mean it's not healthy and doesn't mean it isn't something that you need to be firm on. In firm, I mean by having the conversation, even if it is scary. It's always going to lead to a more positive outcome because money does need to be looked at as what it is. It's not, it can be emotional, but at the end of the day, it's money, (laughs) it's, it's very factual. It's, it's numbers. It's literally numbers. It's, it's legitimately numbers. It's yeah. math. It's, math is very factual. There is yeah. no way around math. Um, and I, I love that we are so comfortable talking about finances. And I remember like when I got my biggest brand deal ever, you were genuinely so happy for me and you didn't feel any type of way. You didn't feel like, oh my God, this goes against my masculinity, right? No, I was like telling people, I'm like, yo, that's crazy. <laughs> so it feels, it feels really good that you have no like reservations or insecurities with Mm -hmm. the amount of money I make and you've been very supportive yeah 100% I'm working towards and have a vision and so much self-belief in myself that eventually I'll be making more money Mm -hmm. and that's what I want and I will be there so yeah I 
believe in you. Enjoy it for now. I believe in you. Because I'm coming for the top spot. I'm thinking, I'm trying to think of any other things that we split finances on. And I think we pretty much keep a lot of things separate other than like meals Yeah, we don't share, we don't share really. How would it work when we are married and like you want to take me out on a date? Is it like, does it come out of your, the joint account, the personal account? Like how does that, I don't even know. I don't know. We're going to have to do some research on that. Like will we actually have a joint bank account? That sounds kind of wild. It does sound weird. Yeah. yeah. Maybe it's kind of fun. Maybe yeah. at a certain point it'll be fun. Maybe, it's, it, maybe it'll be like, oh, like this is our account to spend on each other, like mm. on ourselves. Yeah, that'd be cute. That'd and be then cute. I'd be looking at it and be like, huh, You'd I'm like, the one spending. <laughs> I'm not getting the better end of this stick here. What do you mean? <laughs> All this money's going towards you. <laughs> Valentine's Day Valentine's anniversaries. Day. Bullshit. Okay. One of the questions is, what is some advice for a long-lasting relationship? Ooh. Uh, Okay, so I think there are three pillars to a relationship. Mm -hmm. Trust, communication, and expectations. Mm -hmm. So you added the trust in there from from my two. Yes, I added the trust on top of Matt's two because I actually never thought about expectations. But now that you say that, I'm like, actually, that is so, so important. That's probably the most underrated. It's so not talked about. Yeah, because we're always consciously at subconsciously as human beings creating our own expectations about everything, not even in relationships. You form your own expectation of how you think people should respond to you, how but these are all things that we're creating. How much fun I should be having in Hawaii. Yeah, Yeah. these are all things we're creating that aren't real because they're not actually happening. We're projecting a future situation. Yes. Okay, so... Those are the three pillars to a healthy relationship, I feel like. And not only a healthy, but a lasting relationship. And so I think if you and your significant other can have constant communication about what your expectations look like and what trust will look like, a perfect example of that is, you know, watching corn. Is that good or bad? Or um, having male best friends. Is that good or bad? Um, Liking photos on Instagram good or bad and having these expectations set in place at the beginning of a relationship or right now as soon as you can is beneficial for a lasting relationship what about you what do you think is healthy for a long-lasting relationship yeah when the person asked and it was like a long-lasting relationship i feel there is a difference between a long-lasting relationship and just having a healthy relationship i think you obviously need communication trust and expectations but For me to have a long lasting relationship, I think it's all about how you deal with number one conflict resolution and how you deal with when things aren't going the right way. Because it's so easy to be in a relationship when things are going good, when it's new. And there's always that sort of like year period where you're learning about each other. You're having so much fun. And then you start to actually dig in a little bit more about who you are and seeing if there is that compatibility between ourselves. Right. It's like the rose tinted glasses eventually start to fade and you're just having more realistic and honest conversations with yourself as far as is this someone that I can really be with are we compatible do we share the same beliefs and I think if the answer is yes then there will be a lot of things that you're going to have to work through there's going to be a lot of tough conversations and I think that's not talked about enough yeah is that people want to over glamorize their relationship if it's a long lasting one as positive and that's the stuff people see on Instagram and social media but all the relationships I know that are long lasting and healthy there is a lot of you know there is that 
conflict that needs to be addressed. There is those moments where you need to almost get over a hurdle. And it's like a lot of people stop at that breaking point because they think they shouldn't be dealing with it. But it's very normal to have conflict because you're both fighting for a certain thing and you need to find a way to resolve it. And I don't think that there's anything wrong with that. I think that that's actually how you grow stronger. It's getting on the other side of those things. Yeah. I, I mean, everything you said is amazing. I want to add that working on yourself is so important for a long-lasting relationship. Yeah. So not just working so on the relationship, but yourself. And that can either be mentally, physically, emotionally, whatever it is. You know, like when you're unhappy, you take that out on the relationship in little subtle ways subconsciously. Mm -hmm. And so for a long lasting relationship to work, it's so mutually beneficial if you're constantly evolving and working on yourself. And I even noticed that with you, like when you started working out um, consistently, you were so much happier, which led to a happier relationship with Mm -hmm. you. And I'm sure for me on my end, when you notice I started working on my mental health and my emotions and also starting up new hobbies and working on, dealing with my feelings internally you probably saw that we've been doing great the last few weeks <laughs> few weeks yeah yeah i mean we, no, we no, really no. went through like a rough spot in december yeah. and january to be quite honest no we definitely did and to that point about improving on yourself that was also something i was going to say because you have to be able to fall back on yourself because relationships aren't always perfect they're going to be rocky there's going to be moments where you kind of need your own space. You need to really process things. You need to have that sense of identity and independence. And that's why it's so crucial to continue to progress as a person and work on yourself. Because at the end of the day, you have to fall back on yourself. Yeah. You know, as much as you want to depend on your partner and, and that's a healthy thing, there is a balance of how much you should be depending on your partner. You should be able to find independence and happiness among yourself in your own time, exploring your own life. And that's how I see a long-lasting relationship happening in a healthy manner is independently depending. Independently depending. Yeah. I've never heard that before. I don't know if I have either. Maybe I just coined a new term, (laughs) but you have to be independent. Depending depending independently. Yeah. Independently depending. Yeah, either way. Either way. Either yeah. way, I think it's so important that you're you're just working on yourself, right? Being comfortable and confident is very, very hard. So I'm not going to say, oh, being comfortable and confident is the key, but working towards those things, getting better, getting 1% better like we've been talking about with Atomic Habits. That's all you can do because if the other person leaves or something bad happens and sadly like bad things happen in this world and the truth is life is hard. You know, life will be hard. There will be very, very hard moments. There will be moments where you challenge and question everything. And at the end of the day, you need to be able to fall and trust yourself. And I think people don't really talk about that. No. You know, they they look at relationships being like, how well, like, how are these two people together? Which is very important from a compatibility standpoint. But it really is about who are those people individually? How How fulfilled are they? And that's something we've gone through where, when we were going through a period working on a ton of stuff and, and it was a dif- difficult time in our relationship, we realized we weren't filling our own cups individually, which led to not us not being able to fill a cup for us. for us. And that's something that I realized and had so much clarity and breakthrough and emotional growth in an, in a relationship is that if you're not filling your own cup, right, then you can't fill the cup in the relationship. And if there's nothing in that cup, 
then you're going to be questioning why, why am I with this person? Why do I even like this person? Yes. If I'm not doing the things that make me happy, like working on music, having a routine, going to the gym, having time to do the things that I want to do, and my cup isn't filled, then I'm going to have very limited amounts to give, and that's going to be unhealthy. And, and I think, honestly, one of the most valuable things we did, this was like a couple years ago, was going through a thing with appreciation, which is always a big thing. How do you show your appreciation to someone and how do you want to be appreciated? Most of the time that well, you show your appreciation. Your love languages in a relationship. Yeah, it's love languages, but it goes even deeper. How do you show What do you feel appreciated by is often how you show your appreciation to that person. But where it becomes interesting is if I appreciate a clean house, I'm showing you that appreciation of a clean house and I'm going, I'm appreciating you. And you're saying, I don't feel appreciated, but that's because you don't appreciate the same things and that's okay. But it takes having that conversation to understand what do each other appreciate? Because we have gone through that in our relationship where you're like, I don't feel appreciated. And I'm like, I don't feel appreciated. And here we both are doing things for the other person to show appreciation. And until we really like like had the conversation about being yeah. like wait well, but i am let me, let's mm-hmm. let's get into examples so for yeah. me i feel appreciation when i get words of affirmation mm-hmm. and so for matt if i let's say i vacuum the house right and matt notices it his way of showing me appreciation is not saying thank you for doing that he'll go and turn around and unload the dishwasher and to him that's him showing appreciation appreciation but for me i don't see it that way i see it as wow he noticed that I did this, but he didn't even thank me for it. He's so ungrateful. Mm-hmm. And so until we had this conversation about love languages and how we mm-hmm. show appreciation and how we want our love to be shown and given, we were kind of very unhappy. Yeah. But I think the key in what you're saying and what we realized is when you would express, he doesn't appreciate that I just did that. And I'm sitting here going, how do you not feel appreciated? Look what I just did. You know what I mean? And that's where I think people are often on different pages in the expectation, the communication starts to fall. Because if I'm saying that I I'm, I can't believe that you don't, you think that I don't appreciate you, look at all these things that I did. And you go, look at these things that I did. And I go, well, that's not how I feel appreciated. Once we had that conversation and really just, we, we asked ourselves, when do you feel the most loved? How do you show your love? There I would are plenty say, of ways for a long-lasting yeah. relationship. One, working on communication, working on expectations, working on love languages, and working on yourself and yes, trust. Absolutely. Trust is so important. And just for a fun exercise, the last thing I'll say is have the conversation with your partner and say, let's talk about this. When do you feel the most loved by me and how do you show your love? And I think you'll get a surprising answer. When your partner feels loved by you a certain way, you'll be like, oh, I need to do that more. Or or they're telling you what they want to be loved by. It'll only make your relationship better. Remember, we are not perfect. Like Matt and I's relationship is so not perfect. I definitely think we have, you know, pros and cons over other relationships. And I think the number one thing we've been working on is communication and expectations, which has helped a relationship so much. Mm -hmm. And having a couple's therapist come in once a week and tell us the shit we're doing wrong Mm -hmm. and it has been so healthy and i know it's so weird for people to be like 
why do they have a couples therapist? They're not even married. Like, why are they doing couples therapy? And it's been like the healthiest thing for yeah. us. Listening to each other is a constant thing. You know, you're always going to need improvement on. But I think that most people don't understand the concept of listening, which is what therapy shows you. Mm-hmm. When you have a therapist sitting there and be like, no, no, no. But did you hear just because that. you're just because you're hearing? <laughs> well, I can't remember which one it is. Just because you're listening to the words doesn't mean you hear the words. And by hearing the words, I mean I being able to. Okay, is it? Yeah. Okay, just because you're not yeah, literally listening. Just because you hear your partner saying something doesn't mean you're listening to what that actually means, and that takes time. You have to really stop and process it. Mm-hmm. Just because you hear the words doesn't mean that you actually are listening to the words. That's there's a huge difference between the two. It's also so nice having a therapist who is unbiased and goes, okay, well, did you just hear what you just said to her and you didn't even acknowledge that? Or Mm -hmm. did you hear what you just said to him? That was kind of mean. And our therapist, Cynthia, shout out to her, has been amazing at like calling Mm -hmm. both of us out to the point where like, I'm like, oh, fuck, do I even like this therapist? (laughs) She keeps calling me out. She put me on blast. She puts both of us on blast, which I really appreciate. I love when she, when you get, uh, you'll be like, oh, that was rude. Or, oh, you're getting angry or, oh, whatever. And she's like, that wasn't anger, you know? I'm like, yes, I feel validated. Mm, I guess. I guess our definition of angry is like raising our voice um, and getting like very passionate. She says that's just a passionate way of talking. Yes, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I remember she Listen, said that. Listen, don't hear. I remember she said that and I go, I still think you got angry when I interrupted you. It, it's very normal to get yeah. upset when someone interrupts you. And I definitely think you were annoyed. Yeah. Um, but with that being said, happy Valentine's Day. Or Singles <laughs> Awareness Day. I'm so sorry if you're straight up single and listening to this, but hopefully you can learn what it takes to be in a relationship. And maybe you're just happy that you're single because it is a yeah, lot of Yeah, after work. talking about all that shit, I'm like, wow, it's, so it's much Valentine's work. Day today. Well, it's not right now when we're filming this, but I'm like, happy Valentine's yes. Day. Here's a load of shit. <laughs> no, but just to summarize everything in general, everything is going to take work in life, including a romantic, intimate relationship. Nothing is going to be perfect. There is no straight path to success and there are many hurdles you'll have to get over. And I think it's just healthy and helpful to hear that because no one ever told me that because I never had like a role model, perfect relationship to look at or mold myself after. And I think so many people don't. If you're growing up in this era, our parents, it seems like have had the highest rate of divorce, like a 50% divorce rate. We got that drilled into our heads growing up. And so most of the people in relationships we know are either end in divorce or most of them are unhappy. Or a lot of the, like, I think our generation as millennials now, um, and even Gen Z, I've noticed, they don't care to even get married because of the divorce rate of our parents. Mm-hmm. Either way, I hope you guys have um, an amazing, amazing, amazing Valentine's Day. Even if it's by yourself, with your girlfriends, with your boyfriends, you know, hang out with whoever or by yourself or with your dog. Um, and comment down below what your plans are for today. I'm genuinely curious what everyone's up to. All right. Well, make sure to rate, comment, subscribe. If you guys are new, give us those five stars on Spotify. Give us some love. YouTube. Give us some love we need on that Valentine's love, especially Day. Especially on Valentine's Day. Give us some rotten love, baby. Love that rotten love. All right. Bye, Bye guys. guys.